Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the podcast that takes a topic each week and as the name suggests, Cast Views. This week I've got my very good friend, Justin Henson from the movie wire on the show. Hi, Justin. Dad, it seems like forever since we last chatted. I mean, it's been, what, two weeks maybe? <laughs> We're going to get on to that. We're going to get on to that in, in a little second, actually. But actually, I say from the movie wire, but you have got a second podcast now, haven't you? Yeah, uh, I think we're on our maybe six episode seventh, depending on when this episode comes out. But yeah, me and Antonio Palacios just launched Back to the Balcony, which is doing fantastic. And uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. So um, it's a great show. If you haven't taken a listen, um, we cover some uh, maybe some popular to some forgotten movies. And we actually critique the critics, the great legendary Siskel and Ebert. And I will second that, that it is a good show. It's very entertaining for me because we didn't really have Cisco and Ebert over here as really big known pundits. It's interesting to hear the take you two have on that and to hear those, the original reviews from them. But I am putting out feelers for a co-host to do a podcast where we review you and Antonio reviews Cisco and Ebert. So watch out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, karma. Yeah, but it is going good. And and you've chosen some really good films to start with, which I think have been just incredible. And tell me about the the movie wire. How's that going? You've just well, you've kind of just wrapped up your uh, your current year, haven't you? Current season. Yeah, so uh I try and prolong about a month after closing of the year to kind of ensure I see all the movies that uh, finished up 2023. So, and officially everything on the Oscar list, I've officially viewed. Um, and I released my top 10 list, which again, it's a little bit different than what you see. Uh, a lot of these social media top 10 lists, a lot of these critic top 10 lists, but you know, the most important thing, like I say in my show is it doesn't really matter. We don't really go with the formula. It's, these are the movies that meant the most to me, um, in 2023. And it was a rough 2023, and I think I didn't get my first four star till probably about October, November ish. Wow. So, but these movies are fantastic. And um, if you haven't taken a listen to my top 10 list, take a listen to it because there's some fantastic movies that just deserve to be watched that wasn't recognized by the Academy this year. And I think it's uh, definitely worth a view. Yeah, definitely. If you're not, and can't believe you're not by now because the amount of times you've heard him on this show but yeah do do subscribe to the movie wire as well as back to the balcony because i have to say you as as you said you are very much you are reviewing from the heart you're not going along with kind of the general consensus and whether that's be you get extremely angry at a film but i know that's normally because you're just frustrated right rather than sort of wanting to be angry at a film or whether you you love a film uh, yeah you've got a unique way of expressing your view on a film well, good or bad, you know, you need to have some fun with it because there's a level of appreciation, even with the bad ones. Even though I think they're bad or they're horrible, there's somebody out there that's really going to enjoy it. And if I'm going to review a movie that's just completely horrible, um, my intent is to make it so horrible that, you know what, people may want to see it. Um, but, you know what, movies are all about conversation and fun. And, you know what, that's what I want the show to be. So yeah. it's just to have some fun with it. And talk about fun, I would particularly recommend the recent musical episode from the, music, the movie Wire. Hands down, one of my favorite <laughs> episodes to date. And 
the guy we have auditioning in this show is just fantastic. We're going <laughs> to see some great things from him in the future, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, do you know what? I'm probably going to link it in the show notes for this. But yeah, that that guy, yep, yeah, he's um he's got a voice, let's say that. He was robbed by not doing the Super Bowl halftime show, just saying. Well, it's going to be next year. I think you have to watch his space for next year. <laughs> Eyes open. <laughs> How's 2024, do you think, going to shape up for movies? Are you hopeful? I am. Given that my first show of the year this year started with a zero star, um, (laughs) I'm crossing my fingers here. But there's some fantastic uh, potential this year. I mean, we have Ghostbusters coming out. We got Deadpool. Um, There is a lot on the roster um, to set us up not only for a fantastic summer, but Um, a good back half of the year. So I'm really potential. And we'll usually see this one on one off. Um, Last year was a complete one off. So I'm really hopeful that this year is just going to blow me away. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And yeah, you are vying to be the busiest person in podcasting as well, because I've technically snapped you up as well. So as of recording yesterday, our first, well, the pilot episode of our pilot episodes have gone out. And I've had some good comments on that. So if you haven't heard it yet, when this goes out, it's probably two weeks ago. Yeah, you and I are going to take a look at pilot episodes of specific shows and yeah, kind of not necessarily review them, but have a look back at them and see how they fared and how they fit in with the rest of the series. And yeah, I think we've got, that's quite um, potentially some some interesting things we can look at with that. Yeah, I mean, the Frasier episode we just released, I think, one, the conversation with you is always fantastic, but the topic here, it's something that it's not often that we get a show that we can kind of go down memory lane from a show from the 90s and just kind of revisit and have some fun with it and then just relate it to something current. So, I mean, if we're going to have a lot of these rebooted shows from the past, it's a great opportunity to have some great conversation around it. And again, kind of even like my show, go back and revisit the original. So, and I hope that if we have the new Frasier uh, seasons coming out, people will revisit the original show. And I think, again, that's the most important piece of it is to revisit the past to see where it all began. And then, of course, listening to pilot views, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, next episode is to be recorded soon. So I'm going to look to do one a month. So yep, yeah, you've signed that contract. Remember remember when I gave, sent you that piece of paper and I said, could I have your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read properly. Right. So... That's why you gave me four shots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, look, let's get into it. But before we do, we'll hear from my friends, actually, and my co-hosts over at the Just Football podcast. So yeah, if you're after a weekly look at all things football, check this out. Welcome to Just Football, a football podcast which aims to be your one-stop shop for all things on the beautiful game. Each episode will take a look at different features and aspects of the sport. From analysing the latest results, to reviewing upcoming key fixtures, to what's going on in the news. There will even be some quizzes and games to test ourselves. And you. We also aim to bring you analysis of breaking events and biographies of teams, from the Champions League to non-league. No filler, no time-wasting just football right so we're back so justin i got you on this episode because i think this is another one i think really suits you your personality what how i know you 
basically it's having a look at record breakers so i did do an episode very early on but it's one of the ones i've archived off because when i went back i thought oh you know the audio sounds a little bit a little bit rough on that but i thought this is one of the subjects anyway where i think there's still mileage in it and we could do this every year i think but i thought who better to get on to talk about records than you but before i do i think this episode here that we're recording I'm wondering if it can qualify for a record because we've tried to record this for about four weeks now, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> One week after another, you just name the things that have happened trying to get this episode uh, recorded. Um, you know what? I think we're going to make it this time, Dan. I think we will do it. It feels good so far. So the first week we sat down, I had technical issues. I think that's all we could say on that. We, we tried to record about five times. It wasn't happening. And I was fuming that night. I tend not to get that angry, but I was fuming. Then the next week, I fell ill. Then you fell ill. But we're all back, right? We're all good. We're all, we're all good. We're here. We're nine minutes in. Well, this, this will give away how much I've cut out in, in the editing. But we're nine minutes <laughs> in. Good. So world records, are they something that you were ever interested in growing up? Because I'll be honest, from my side, I used to be fascinated with world records when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, you know, we had those Guinness Book of World Record books at the uh, schools. And, you know, us and a bunch of buddies would kind of flip through and find the most interesting ones. But, you know, it's one of those for me. I thought they were interesting, but I had no interest in even attempting to break any records because a lot of these record breaking topics, they were even as a kid, I thought they were a little ludicrous. But there is a level of respect as an adult that I have um, to really see these people set a goal and succeed at it. And everybody goes for that Guinness Book of World Record plaque that they want to hang up. No matter how ludicrous the goal is to break these records, there is a level of respect I have for these people that seek out, train, and set their minds to uh, dedicating their lives to actually break these records. Well, it's something I was going to ask you at the end. So have this in the back of your mind. I was going to ask you if there were any record attempts you think you would go for. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back. To that. I will be to... breaking a record on this show today. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always love having you on and I'm always really worried about having you on at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with world records, again, I was fascinated by stuff like this as a kid. So I remember back in the day in England, we had four channels. So there wasn't that much on. So when you saw these feats and usually it was incredible stuff. So it was often strength, endurance, sporting prowess. It does feel that now, though, you can get a record for almost anything, doesn't it? So have you kind of seen that and feel that? Yeah. And, you know, kind of going down the rabbit hole, these record breakers, um, you see somebody breaks a record, but those bastards over at Guinness Book of World Records, they always set the bar a little harder. So it's never the same kind of record you're breaking. So they always have to set something a little bit harder. So it's never the same. So... Again, it's, you can go back and forth on it where there is a level of respect for it. But at the same time, you're going to set a record, say, set the standard for everybody. Yeah. And it was actually something I came across last night when I was looking at this. That Yeah, they do seem to change the goalposts a little bit for, for records. And so I'm wondering, is it an attempt almost to be able to have anyone become a world, a world record holder, it feels like? I honestly feel, well, like I said, we'll see what you've got in store. But honestly, it feels like we could do something. <laughs> we could do this. 
I have a list for thanks for us to do, Dan. Okay. So by next year. Well, maybe we put it out to a poll on uh, on the social media and, <laughs> and, and let the listeners decide. I was just going to start off with just a little brief, as I like to do, just around the Guinness uh, records itself. So, and again, I know I've, I've mentioned this before, but I love the origin of the Guinness records. So it was on the 10th of November, 51, 1951, Sir Hugh Beaver, then the managing director of the Guinness breweries, went on a shooting party in the North Slob by the River Slaney in County Wexford. After missing a shot at a golden plover, he became involved in an argument over which was the fastest game bird in Europe, the golden plover or the red grouse. That evening at Castlebridge House, he realised it was impossible to confirm by reference books whether or not the plover was Europe's fastest bird. Beaver knew that there must have been numerous other questions debated among the public, but there was no book in the world with which to settle arguments about records. He then realised that books supplying the answers might prove successful so it all comes down to a group getting drunk in a pub arguing over what you know what was the answer to this question some of the greatest origin stories in the <laughs> world history started with guns and booze i swear <laughs> yeah. and an argument and somebody who always knows right or always knows best right <laughs> and then when i was looking at this and this kind of goes to show so competitions obviously did range from initially we said like the feat of strength and endurance such as olympic weightlifting to you know the random ones like the longest egg tossing distance or the longest time spent playing grand theft Auto 04 or the number of hot dogs that can be consumed in three minutes so these are the kind of things now that people are doing uh, the hot dog eating contest was on my list too. So I know. Well, you can go into it. I'm just, I was just saying, but the amount of records, like in video gaming, I probably could have had over the years. I just didn't know you could qualify as a, a Guinness record holder for for video games. And just one final bit. So I looked at the GuinnessWorldRecords.com. So if you if you're interested in seeing the randomness there, yeah, I'd recommend that GuinnessWorldRecords.com. They say there to become a record holder requires determination extraordinary skills and commitment before applying for an existing record check the current information and make sure you've got what it takes to break a record if you are suggesting a new record idea we recommend you spend some time searching our current records to see what may already have been achieved in your area of expertise every newly approved record has to be significantly different from existing records and demonstrate a completely new skill Being the first to suggest a record does not immediately qualify you for acceptance, with around 60% of applications for new records being rejected. Just to round that off, globally, they receive over a thousand applications a week. The current waiting period for all applications is a maximum of 16 weeks. Our current time for reviewing evidence for attempted records is 16 weeks, and our current waiting time for answering online correspondence is a maximum of two weeks. So... You've got a bit of time ahead of you. I feel like we pick a topic and we start training when they start doing the application process and we will master this skill, I swear. Well, we've got what? What did I say? Uh, 16 weeks. So we've got um, four months. So maybe we might be able to get in time for a Christmas world record. Ooh, I got a, I got a world record for us for that theme's Christmas too. The stars are aligned here, Dan. Justin and Dan, world record breakers. Now, before I hand over to you for your first one, I do love the way that 
describe that because I mean you know having a bit of a laugh but I guess if you are dedicating yourself to something I guess you've got to call it expertise and skill right yeah I mean (laughs) skill is kind of like in this kind of aspect a really vague term because there's records like pushing an orange with your nose down the road. I mean, anybody can call something a skill. And this is kind of the danger, but the fun of it too, is what defines a skill? What defines a talent? So some of the uh, Guinness Book of World Records, it almost seems like with this application process that it almost whittles away some of the actual real skill or the ones that really trained for years to really kind of accomplish something. And then you have the random one, like I said, of an orange being pushed a mile down the road the fastest. And then it kind of almost takes away from those that train for years and years on the first one I'm probably going to give in here in a second of some real dangerous skill. Well, yeah, that pushing uh, an orange ribbon is too physical for me. (laughs) And last thing, if you are listening and you are a record holder or have been a record holder, absolutely, joking aside, please do get in touch, because I am, like I said, I've been fascinated by this as a kid. I used to love getting the books. We used to have the TV program on, and I just think the the whole idea of record breaking is brilliant. So, yeah, if you have or you know anyone or you've been a record breaker, get in touch. So without further ado, Justin, go ahead. So the first one, I'm going to start really mild here, Dan, because I know I make you nervous uh, (laughs) from time to time. But this one is kind of where we go into that danger and skill. And I like how the Guinness Book of World Records frames this one. It's just in the title that I found humorous. The longest time a breath was held voluntarily. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 that title. So I'm glad we got some clarification. So in 2021 and forgive the name pronunciation but crodian budimir sabat voluntarily held his breath for an astonishing 24 minutes 37 seconds so and mind you voluntarily so this one actually has that little bit of danger element of how and this one is really intriguing on how this is accomplished because i i'm not a respiratory expert i'm not sure but you know what if i'm holding my breath for more than 30 seconds i feel like i'm gonna pass out and die so now the skill and trick to this one is intriguing to me because obviously the human body by itself cannot go without oxygen for 24 minutes so the strategy here that sobat used was using medical pure oxygen to saturate his entire body along with breathing exercises to train his brain to take in the oxygen that's already built into his body to prolong the brain going out without any oxygen. So this one actually took a little bit of research, some skill and a lot of dedication because you can't just walk into a pool, say, I'm going to hold my breath for almost a half hour and expect it to happen. There's some work that put into this one and Honestly, just thinking about it almost sends a shiver down my spine because my one of my biggest fear is not being able to breathe. Yeah. So yeah. this one actually triggers me a little bit, but at the same time, I applaud the skill and the dedication to this one. That's incredible because, yeah, I mean, you said hold your breath for 30 seconds. I reckon I could just about do 10 seconds. I mean, you know, and then I'm <laughs> starting to turn purple and keeling over. I mean... How do you do that? 24 minutes is just 
Yeah, half an hour almost. It's astonishing, really, isn't it? Yeah, and this is where the training process really goes into key. And still, when I look at it, I'm still unsure of how the whole process works, uh, especially with saturating your body with pure oxygen. I don't even know what that process looks like, and I don't even know how you would train your body to do that. So yeah. it's almost like your body almost would have a natural instinct to want to gasp for air. So you would have to be really skilled and really laser focused on how to control your body to really prolong that 24 minutes. Yeah, you see, that ones like that I like because, okay, this person is trained and anyone in theory you could train. I'm not saying you could do it, but you could train. But you couldn't just rock up to an attempt to hold your breath for 24 minutes and, and get anywhere near it. Whereas some of the ones I might have, um, you know, I might have a chance of almost getting there, but that, yeah, you couldn't just rock up and say, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll have a go at the holding my breath competition. You know? I think we should do a competition to just see who can last more than 30 seconds when it comes to holding our breath. No, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll give you the record now. I, I'm not going <laughs> to yes! do it. And because like you said, sometimes, you know, when you're short of breath, yeah, I, that does, it does panic me. It, you know, if I've had like an inf a chest infection or something and yeah, the, you, you, I'd probably think, what if you don't start, you, you know, you've held it for 24 minutes. What if you don't start again? <laughs> you know, what if you've forgotten? Well, at that point, when you're like trying to control your body or you have a lack of oxygen, that's the whole thing is what if your body just forgets? What if you've trained your body to not take in that oxygen and you just don't breathe again. So, yeah. I mean, there had to be some danger. There had to have been some mishaps during this process where there had to be a panic. There had to be a challenge in the middle of this training to almost have that risk, almost that uh, danger element to it. Because even with a year, two, three, four years of training, you can't tell me that there wasn't an element of panic or failure, if you will, during this. So, and that's where the dedication comes in. So my hat's off to this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's trained the way his body works. So that's dedication. Do you know what I'm going to do, actually, Justin? I'm going to let you go through your list because I do worry on things like this. I mean, there's thousands of records, but I want to make sure I don't necessarily take any of yours. So unless there's any you want to keep to the end specifically, give us a shout. But yeah, give us your next one. I'll start with the next two. And these next two are almost... Uh, kind of a package deal here. So my main intent for the next two is to almost play matchmaker because I think these two record breakers need to be together. They need to meet. They need to get married. They need to have probably about 100 kids. My first one, Dan, is the longest tongue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Justin, I don't know what you're doing now, but can you can you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> and I will leave the second one up to the imagination. But right now, let's focus on the longest tongue. Right. So the longest tongue measures 3.97 inches from the tip to the middle <sighs> of the closed uh, lip. And this long tongue belongs to the very talented... Nick Stolberl from the U.S. This was verified in 2012. Now, his tongue, Dan, can hold five donuts. That's pretty cool, actually. Now, this man, forget Ben Affleck. 
this should be the spokesperson for Dunkin' Donuts, where you just have him walk in, walk out with five donuts and a cup of coffee attached to his tongue. <laughs> I'm just looking this up, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Long tongues weird me out as well. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. There's nothing better than the best reaction of you researching the longest tongue. And the first thing you say when you Google it is, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that reaction. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I was just going to say, so there's a picture here and he's sticking his tongue out. It's almost like he's touching his chest with his tongue, the picture I'm looking at. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, no. I mean, he also goes on to say this was a blessing because how much money he saved on napkins because he has pretty much a natural wet wipe that he can pretty much use anytime <laughs> he goes to dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, holding five donuts. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible, but I mean, doesn't it, oh, well, hold on, be careful. Doesn't it get in the way? I mean, doesn't it just take up space? In the I way mean, of what, Dan? Doesn't it just take up space in his mouth? I mean, does he not just, you know, like, does he not bite it constantly? <laughs> I, when I first saw this, I got the visual of the like a cartoon where, you know, you, they roll up the tongue and just kind of put it in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, he's stealing food from the table over at the restaurant, the next table. Just like a frog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've managed to avoid jokes here so far. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the ones, isn't it, where... I mean, unless he's trained that, he's done exercises. But it's, um, Which... You can't have a long tongue and not do exercises. The man has a talent. He has to have some sort of skill with this, which we'll go into my second one. But well, I mean, yeah, he's just bored with. It's like those, you know, the tallest people. I mean, yeah, that is, it's just what they do, right? They, they just, it just happened to them. I just when the Guinness Book of World Records shows up to his house and they ask the, okay, so what's your skill? All he does is, <laughs> yeah, he sticks his tongue out. Yeah, and they're like. And what's your skill? <laughs> <laughs> then, then we get the donut trick and then he gets a certificate. To me, that one for Guinness Book of World Records would have been probably a pretty cut and dry one where if they didn't have anything else on the books, all they have to do is take a measuring tape to his tongue and give him the damn certificate. Yeah, if you if you need envelopes or stamps moistening, <laughs> yeah, he's your man. Okay. What's the one that matches up with that? Again, I hope this happens. I mean they're both, I think, single um, at this point, but it seems utterly wrong for these two not to be together. They are meant to be together, and I really think they should have these two on the same page of the Guinness Book of World Records. So, next one is the Guinness Book of World Records for the biggest mouth. Okay, all right, I'll get my phone ready. <laughs> <laughs> when you Google this, it is frightening and you kind of i'm gonna wait to see you tilt your head because i know that was my first reaction samantha remsdale who captured a huge audience on tiktok for her larger than life mouth which now holds the guinness book of world records at a whopping 2.56 inches wow okay <laughs> okay yeah well there's a couple of pictures that yeah wow okay <laughs> just, wow, sorry. As I'm scrolling, it's actually uh, there's one with an apple. You can't tell me with <laughs> sorry, the longest sorry. tongue, the <laughs> biggest mouth, these two should not be together. This is a match made in heaven. Oh, this wow. is almost like 
yelling into the Grand Canyon. I I can't tell you how that's that's some of these pictures are so bizarre. Oh wow! Now we know what he can do with the five donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, between the two of them, they could pretty much walk out with a whole pack of uh, like a box of donuts between them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get a baker's dozen between two mouths. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, but, but you know, fair play to them turning what potentially, you know, you do wonder if at school maybe they got a little bit of ribbing about, you know, some of these, especially, I mean, no, because when she, you know, you can't help it. When she's smiling, that mouth is almost like the, so it's almost like the whole width of the face, isn't it? No, and you bring up a good point here because here's what's unfair with society today, Dan, is we take a man with the world's biggest tongue and he speaks nothing of criticism as youth. He was never really made fun of. But then we take Samantha Remsdale, who has the world's biggest mouth. And this is what is kind of unfortunate is she was picked on as a kid uh, being called big bass mouth or big ass mouth, whatever it may be. So, but when we get to the adult age, everybody gets the same reaction of, wow. Yeah. So, and I think she makes now, I think $13,000 per TikTok video, uh, utilizing her talent, which is incredible. And you know what? But joking aside, this is one of those stories that I think you have a body that has a unique kind of, talent i would say or uh uniqueness to it and you capitalize on it and you take a negative and turn it into a positive which is an amazing feat to do and i think it's also a little bit brave because when you go from youth and kids can be so cruel yeah and a lot of people grow up with this and sometimes never let it go and she went and she just said you know what i'm gonna do this and she did it and it's a huge success um, so I think there's a, a level of respect for it. And I think Absolutely. The, in the bravery aspect of it, even though I'm going to laugh about it and make uh, fun of the two together um, as a perfect match. And if they want to come on the show and we'll pay for the date, Dan, how about that? <laughs> yeah, well, well, steady on, steady on. Uh, <laughs> and that's exactly it. And when I was laughing, when I looked at the pictures, it's because she's clearly having fun with this. So when you see the pictures, she's clearly, like you said, maximizing this, capitalizing on this. And yeah, have, having the last laugh, I reckon, potentially from what she was having during, you can imagine during school days. So yeah, she's she's definitely enjoying that. And why not? You know, 13K a TikTok video. Yeah, I mean, good for her on it. So I really, really hope that she finds happiness in the world's greatest tongue eventually. Yeah, and if she's listening, look, you're making 13k a TikTok video. I'm not getting anything for this, so I won't be paying for this date. Just, just put it out there. This isn't a binding contract. Justin, you always get me in trouble. The dinner could just be like lollipops or something like that. We can just like, you know, have lollipops. Well, we can there you have go. Like, yeah, and if you, you want know. to get in touch with the show, um, it was Samantha, wasn't it? Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us here, Samantha, yeah, do drop me a line. Right, I am going to jump in here now. I... I'm going to do one, but I've got a group that all belong to a British woman and they're eating. So I don't know. Did you have this one or? No, this one's new to me. Okay. So I was looking and I love food. 
I, I love my food. So there was always going to be eating ones. And I saw one and I thought, oh, it, oh it's a Brit. She's, she's got this award. And when I was looking, her face kept popping up over and over again. And she has got a whole batch of records. She seems to be like a competitive. Well, I wouldn't even see like competitive eater, but like record breaking eaters. So she is, and, and I, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Leah Shut Kiva. So yeah, Leah Shutkiva of the UK, and among and these are probably just some of them. I don't know if I've got all of all of them, but these are the records she has broken, and these are all in the last year, I think, because they do do. I think once a year they do like a record world record day, don't they? The fastest time to eat a muffin, she got that fifteen point two five seconds. Which I no, I, I'd like to take my chances. I'm I'm sure I'd like to reckon I could have a go at that. Um, I mean, I don't know the size of the muffin, but I reckon I could, yeah, I'd definitely have a go at that. This one here, the fastest time to eat a muffin with no hands, 21.95 seconds. She got that. And that was, um, actually, that was 2019. The fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta, 17.03 seconds. This one, I don't know if you have in the States. Do you have something called a chocolate orange? Yeah, we've had those. I think they're more seasonal, though. Yeah, I mean, here here you have them more at Christmas time. But yeah, they are year-round. So it is a chocolate orange, basically, in segments. Um, and I love them. But yeah, the fastest time to eat a chocolate orange, 57.14 seconds. Hmm. The fastest time to eat a head of lettuce, 46.53 seconds. The fastest time to eat a cucumber, 27.16 seconds. And the most vegan nuggets eaten in one minute, 350 grams. So she's got all those. So she's got all those attributed to her. I feel like most of these records could have been broken by Samantha Rendell. Yeah. yeah, like, actually, yeah One by done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, this is where I think I would be curious on the regulations of Guinness Book on how big it has to be. Does it give any details on that? Like the muffin, like to me, the muffin seems like that's a long time for a muffin. Do you know what? I didn't. I, I might try and see if I can find it during this. But yeah, there's got to be. And to be fair, I, I think I did look last night as well. I, I did want to say at the start, there are lots of record attempts that they won't even consider initially like if there's too much danger like I think anything with alcohol they won't so I'm guessing some of yours might be out then your attempts that's a shame (laughs) I'm god I'm gonna guess that there is some sort of stipulation I do wonder if these happen on one of these days that they're all gonna be the same but yeah I will try I will try find them try find one Anything around someone having so many or around eating ones in general? Sorry, while I was just looking, sorry, I've asked you a question and I've interrupted you, but she's got the most tomatoes eaten in one minute, eight. Most spring rolls eaten in one minute, uh, 303 grams. Fastest time to eat three mince pies. Fastest time to eat three pickled eggs. Most gherkins or pickles eaten in one minute. Most marshmallows eaten in one minute. Most sausages eaten in one minute. Most people eat, as she, she took part in, most people eating a fish and chip dinner. This one, can this be good for you? Most sausages swallowed whole in one minute is 12. It's so good for you, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Most chocolate <laughs> truffles eaten in one minute with no hands. Fastest time to eat 500 grams of mozzarella. Fastest time to eat a hot dog with no hands. And that's just page one. I mean, this woman has got an incredible amount of world records. 
I just have a visual of her running down downtown Disney, grabbing shit off of people's plates and shoving <laughs> it in her mouth. This is the most random set of foods I have ever heard. You have marshmallows, you have spring rolls. Where's the churros coming out? Where, like, where is she eating this? Is she just like, is it like a summer camp? She's just invading the cafeteria? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, and I've just had a look, it doesn't give you anything around the dimensions of the food. This is what I'm saying, where it now feels like, you name it, you can have a record in it. And, you know, do I feel that that's right? I don't know, but she's got these records I don't. Uh, sorry, I've gone on to page two now. Most hot cross buns eaten in three minutes. And it's a random timing, isn't it? <laughs> one minute, three minutes. Most jam donuts eaten in three minutes. Most chicken nuggets eaten in one minute. Fastest time to eat 15 Ferrero Rocher. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. It's incredible, really. I found an article. She holds 18 records. So, Like, how many chicken nuggies did she eat to break the record? I'm curious on this one. Maybe there's something. Maybe I can beat that one. I think it was gram, it's by gram, so I think it was something like 300 odd grams of, of chicken nuggets, which doesn't sound a lot. Yeah, it doesn't, well, it doesn't, yeah. is it a lot? Uh, well, I can do it, so. I, I, mean. I, I would have a go, let's say that, I would have a go. So the vegan nuggets was 350 grams in one minute. Oh, they're vegan nuggets? No, no, she did chicken nuggets as well, I think that oh. was slightly less, but the vegan ones was 350 grams, yeah. What have you got next? Next one, I think I'm going to try and break a record here. Now, going down the rabbit hole, like, figured what can I do on a podcast that would maybe attempt to break a record? And obviously, I got the measuring tape out, and nowhere close am I going to have the longest tongue on a podcast. So oh, I was out on that one. Go then. <laughs> <laughs> that one would be too easy, Dan. That's in my and... Patreon, which is coming up soon, okay? So, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> Uh, I hope that's in the contract. All right. So I figured in 1995, Canadian Sean Shannon recited Hamlet to be or not to be 260 words in just 23.8 seconds, which holds the world record for reciting the to be or not to be speech. So I think I'm going to give it a go, but changing the terms on a podcast. So, and this is going to be a complete disaster, just so you know. And just to kind of add to the fun factor, I haven't visited the to be or not to be speech in years and years and years. So I'm Googling it for the first time. I just kind of want a waterline to see where I would hold up compared to 23.8 seconds. I'm curious. Well, I've got, I've got a timer. I didn't know about this. So I've just got a timer. I will count you down when you're ready. Three, two, one, go. You go and go. And then just hold your hand up when you, you're finished. Perfect. Let me pull it up here. Here we go, people. We're going for a world record here. So what was the, what was the record? 23.8 seconds. Okay, 23.8. So just give me a nod when you're ready and I'll count you down. You go and go. Oh, God, this is going to be a nightmare. All right, <laughs> Dan, I am ready. Okay, three, two, one one go to be or not to be that is the question whether it's a noble or minor suffer the slings of arrows outrageous fortune or takes arms against the sea of troubles an opposing end to them to die to sleep to no more to sleep to say we end the heartache of a thousand natural shocks that flesh is hair to the consumption devotedly we wish to die to sleep to sleep persistence a dream as i do rub for in the sleep of death a witch of dreams may come we have shuffled this moral coil we must give pause there's respect 
that makes calamity of a long life or who would bear the whips and scorns of time the oppressor is wrong the proud man's continuing the pangs of desperate love and laws of delay the Ah, the emphasis of the office of spurns, the patient of merit of unworthy takes, the himself the quittance makes, the bare bokin who pharaohs bear, the grunt the sweat under very life, the wind dreads of something after death, the undiscovered country from whose burn, no traveler returns, puzzles the will, and makes rather bears to those ills we have to fly the others we know of, thus can... Uh, thus quits doth makes cowards of us and thus native hue of resolution is sickled over the pale of thought, enterprises of great pith and moments with regard to the current churn array and lose the name of action. Alright, I forgot to press start, sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. You didn't get the record, unfortunately. Oh, man. It's a good first attempt, 54 seconds. Jesus. <laughs> so, but this just proves a point, right? Because, you know, obviously there were a couple of stumbles, but well, I was going to say, to be fair, but this feels like I'm really having a go at you. You'd already gone past <laughs> the record before that point anyway. But it just does show you because you were reading that fairly fast, right? And this person has done it 30 seconds less than, than what you've done, which is incredible. Well, let's try it again. Let's do this. So start that timer one more time, Dan. Okay. Ready? All right. Let's count you down. So people, we're going, bear with us because we're going for a world record here. Now, obviously, I can't tell if Justin's cutting out entire passages, but he wouldn't lie to me. I know he wouldn't. So are you ready, Justin? Ready. Three, two, one, go. To be here, not to be, but the end. 2.14 seconds. We've oh! done it. Yes. Here on Casting Views, it's it's official. <laughs> um, well, actually, I probably shouldn't say that. But yeah, if, you, um, if you're listening to this, go back to that bit. Go back about 30 seconds and put it on like um, 0.25 speed and, and you're going to hear it all. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan, in fairness, that was on a podcast, so. Yeah, and do you know what? I will edit that to make it look like you did do it in like 21 seconds. So don't worry about it. It's all good. I've got you. Oh, good. I've got you. But I did used to love seeing people like that. There were those people that could read a book in allegedly like five seconds and then you could be quizzed on it and the people that could recite entire passages really quickly. And it's those sort of ones because how do you judge that as well? Like like I said, to be honest, you were, you were saying extremely fast and you just about follow what you're saying do what you did in half the time the words have got to be almost incomprehensible surely so did they record it and yeah. just slow it down Must do. <laughs> yeah and i wish i looked for the video of this i looked for how the standards must be for this because whoever broke this record and the judges that actually judged it they would have and again this could have been skill i haven't seen the actual video but this would have had to be some skill to practice each uh, pronunciation, each articulation. So it had to be it had to be comprehensible to really be included in the Guinness Book of World Records. So to a level, just the, if I were to assume, this would have been a very impressive feat to accomplish. Do you think, though, and again, not diminishing it in any way, but do you think there's an element of almost like muscle memory? that if you have got a passage and you are just saying it over and over again, that there's almost an element that, because you were reading that. So to be fair, you said you hadn't seen it in years, you were taking it off the internet. But if you've memorized that and that's all you're doing, I wonder if there's an element of that, that well, that has to help, right? That's, that's got to be a thing. Yeah, and you make a good point because even years and years ago um, when I used to play a couple musical instruments and I think some people who play might actually be accustomed to this too, where you take 
a sheet of music and you just overall play it, play it, play it. You play individual solos and you memorize it where it just becomes a second language and your fingers just kind of do the work on reciting that music. So, and I think the human body, we're so accustomed to our words that to an extent that actually might be a little bit easier to have that muscle memory to recite those words. And again, it takes probably a lot of practice to kind of like when we talk about the breathing exercises from earlier. So that's just not something that happens overnight. But um, if we look at the waterline, like I spoke to um, before this challenge, is if we're just shy of under a minute and I haven't looked at it, he did it in almost half the time. So there is a little bit of realism there to train your body to make that happen. So if I set goals to say I can, in the next two years, articulate and cut that in half the time to around 23, 24 seconds, I think that's a doable goal. So let's come back in what, six months? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do a couple. Actually, I was going to do one. I should have done this when you you did your first couple, but I want to see, this was 2020, so I don't know if it's still the case now. I haven't checked, but there was Macy Curran from the USA, 17 years old. This was in 2020 had the Guinness title for having the world's longest legs. And her left leg measures 135.267 centimetres, while her right leg measures 134.3 centimetres. She is 6 foot 10 inch tall, but her legs make up 60% of her total height. When you see the pictures, it looks like it's taken from like a weird angle. It's just, again, these, these people that, and again, you can imagine at 17 years old, 6 foot 10, Right, she's going to have had a lot of comments thrown at her, jokes and potentially unkind words. But yeah, she's she's now a record holder. Looking at pictures, that is actually pretty impressive. So, wow. So this was three years ago. She won the record. Twenty now, and I don't know how tall she is now. But yeah, six foot ten inch tall. And just think of that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know actually. Saying that, I don't know what percentage a person's legs are of their entire body, but can't imagine they, they'd be 60%. Like, she would be phenomenal in track. Did she play any sports or anything like that? Do you know, I don't know. Again, because the one thing is, yeah, I, I I didn't look people up, but on the actual record site, you don't get too much detail in and around it. I've got some more eating ones that I wanted to come back to. I just felt I had to say that one. Um, do you mind if I just rattle through a few? Oh, yeah, go right ahead. And I do want to say with some of these, Casting Views does not recommend doing any of these necessarily. So, I'm, <laughs> but they are world records, but I'm not condoning anyone attempt these. So you've got the fastest time to eat three Carolina Reaper chilies is 8.72 seconds. This attempt was solely a personal endeavor to achieve another Guinness World Record title alongside so this guy, Greg Foster of San Diego. He had already got a record for the most Carolina Reaper chilies eaten in one minute, which was 120 grams of them, which, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing. Noodles, the most photo, and this is what I'm saying about anything you can think of, the most photo of people eating noodles uploaded to Facebook in one hour. That's a record. So I'll say it again. The most photos of people eating noodles uploaded to Facebook in one hour is 2,894. 
That is so stupid. Yeah, it was <laughs> done to celebrate 10 years of a, um, a a noodle company. This one, I actually, while you were saying your last one, I actually had to look it up to make sure I hadn't written this down in a, like in a fever dream because I still can't believe this is an actual thing. The fastest time to eat 20 lit birthday candles. And, and, and it is a record. Again, I don't recommend it. So again, the fastest time to eat 20 lit birthday candles is one minute, 12 seconds and was achieved by Chris Shu of the USA. He said that in Los Angeles in 2012. I can't believe that that's a record. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Like, I don't know. I would have loved to see somebody when the uh, judges got there do one of those trick candles where they didn't like... Uh, flame out right when they put them in the mouth <laughs> yeah yeah i mean again i wouldn't recommend this and i've got one more i think i remember seeing this guy on tv as a kid this is a record for the strangest diet now do you know what i i think these ones because they're under my random one might not be guinness world records but i'm still going for these no actually i, I think this one probably definitely wasn't during his lifetime Michel Lotito from France, known as Monsieur Mange 2, ate metal and glass throughout his lifetime. Beginning in 1959, gastroenterologists x-rayed his stomach and described his ability to consume 900 grams, which is two pounds of metal per day, as unique. His diet from 1966. Now, he died of natural causes in 2007. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, but his diet <laughs> for, since 1966 included 18 bicycles. That's one eight bicycles, 15 supermarket trolleys, seven TV sets, six chandeliers, two beds, a pair of skis, a low calorie Cessna light aircraft. Sorry, that's, that's, I don't know why that made me laugh there. A low calorie Cessna light aircraft and a computer. He is said to have provided the only example of history of a coffin, handles and all, ending up inside of a person rather than a person inside the, the coffin. So incredible, huh? So two pieces of that. The first one, I'm pretty sure I heard you say low calorie. Yeah, that cracked me up. <laughs> Cessna aircraft. <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> Low calorie aircraft. Got it. I think because it was a light aircraft. I think that's why where they've made that, that awful Good. pun. Yeah. Good. Second, was there anybody in the coffin? Because <laughs> it didn't clarify that. You caught me mid-drink. That was almost dangerous <laughs> um, for my microphone. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, it goes without saying, don't don't try that at home. But, yeah, I've got a feeling I saw this guy on TV as a kid. But, yeah, I mean, they said natural causes, but, oh, come on, can that, that can't be good There's for you. There's no way. That can't be good for you. No, I mean, especially with all the germs on the supermarket trolleys. Come on. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gross. And as long as he was eating the ones with the dodgy wheels, because they, they forever frustrate <laughs> me. That That's probably doing a, a, a service. But yeah, so let's have a look. So you've got 18 bikes, 15 supermarket trolleys. So that's 28, that's 33, 33 things there. That's seven TVs, 40, six chandeliers, 46, two, but yeah, well, it's, that that's just too much. I, and the other is, issue I've got is okay. It goes in one end. We know it has to come out the other end, right? <laughs> I'm trying to be <laughs> delicate. I'm trying to be delicate, but yeah, come on. 
Like, okay. I'm going to get really gross here for a second. I'm going to be super vague is I can't be the only one to want to see the final result. (laughs) Like, what is that? Don't roll your eyes at me, Dan. You know, you thought of this. What would that look like? I'm ending the recording here now. No, I want to know what a plane looks like, a low calorie plane. I want to know what that looks like in the toilet. Well, I feel sorry for the sewage system, the rest of that street he lived in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, so that is, I think, for me, hands down, the oddest one I've got anyway. You think instead of plop, plop, it went cling, cling? (laughs) Can you imagine (laughs) that? No, can you not imagine that, please? Okay. (laughs) What else have you got? So... This one I found actually pretty interesting and almost painful. And this one I will behave, Dan. Uh, The longest attack of hiccups. So hiccups, I can't stand hiccups. It annoys me. They're the worst. But can you imagine? Charles Osborne started hiccuping in 1922 while attempting to weigh a hog before slaughtering it. I don't know why they put that detail in, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, yeah. <laughs> he was unable to find a cure, but led a normal life in which he had two wives and fathered eight children. He continued his reign of hiccups until the day of his death in February 1990. So, sorry, when did he get it? 1922. Now, come on. And he, he had constant hiccups. Constant hiccups. Oh, come and- on. I mean, that's my head after 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, the same, but you know, I can kind of get the eight children because, you know, during uh, sleeping with his uh, wives, I can imagine the hiccups just, you're getting a kid every hiccup when you're Hold actually. On, uh... Hold on. <laughs> I've, I, I've worked something out here. Did he actually have hiccups or was that a clever ploy? So he's obviously, you oh. said, I know when he said he had two wives, was he, I know oh, oh, I, I, this is where my mind went that he was, had them at the same time. And I was thinking, so when one wife said, you know, where have you been? He started hiccuping to buy some time <laughs> to think of an excuse. Is that what he was doing? I My mind went the same way. And, <laughs> you know, I can figure with the eight kids just doing a hiccup going, you know, a hiccup, whoops, there's another kid. <laughs> Come on, that seriously. When I get hiccups, they they can actually get quite painful after a while. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it almost makes me think if his body kind of adjusted to it, or he just became accustomed. But hiccups are so awful, I can't imagine. Like yeah. the last thing on my mind, if I'm having 50, 60, 70 years of hiccups, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to get married. Honestly, I'm focusing on that's the last thing I want is uh, to uh, battle through these hiccups and think of uh, sex. <laughs> well, what was his profession? Don't tell me it was like um, a surgeon or a dentist. Please don't tell me. <laughs> well, the, I oh, God. Well, <laughs> yeah. it makes me want... Obviously, he was a pig slaughterer. He must have been oh, a sorry, farmer. Yes, you did say that. You did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. those poor pigs... You can see the hiccuping farmer coming at you with an axe, and you know this isn't going to be a good time for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. What else have you got? How, have you got many more? Or Well, I have two pieces. Okay. So okay. I have one challenge for you by the next time we do this show, <laughs> okay. and I picked one that should be fairly simple. 
Okay, so sorry. So are you are these actual current records that you're going to give us as well? Is that what they are? So the first one's just for you. And then I have another set um, that me and you can attempt by okay, next show. Well, well, tell you what, I just want to rattle through some very quick ones and then we'll finish with those. Got so, it. yeah, these, I'm looking at them, I think definitely not necessarily from Guinness Records, but some bizarre collection. The most snails on a face achieved by Finn Keller, age 11 of Sandy, Utah, who managed to fit 43 snails on his face. Most eggs crushed with the head is 80 in one minute. Most people brushing their teeth simultaneously, 10,800 in Manila, Philippines. They brushed their teeth for three minutes, which at least they made sure they did it properly. The largest collection of sick bags. I don't know why I took that. One, I know. So the bags are from 1,142 airlines, 160 countries, and there were 6,016 of them. And my final one is Cycling Backwards with a Violin by Christian Adam. He managed to cycle 37 miles or 60 kilometers in five hours and nine minutes. Wow. Yeah. Well, so that, so that's, that's all my list, yeah. Well, it's funny you did the sick bag because I saw that one and I saw one of the pictures and me and this guy have something in common because I actually have one of the sick bags that this guy has from one of the pictures. I do, you do. So he's only got 6,015, you stole one. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, this one's the most random one because years and years and years and years ago, I attended a movie, Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted Film Festival of Animation. Right, and they were yeah. giving out barf bags because that was the whole marketing that the movie was so gross and whatever. So they gave yeah. the audience barf bags. And it was gross, but not that much. But I still have that somewhere. So I have something in common with that guy. So okay. it's a cool, okay. it's a cool barf bag. So, but Dan, my challenge to you by I'm next really, one. I'm really worried. Yeah. I mean, it's not that bad. Well, I we're mean, recording next week. Is it achievable in, in a week's time? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. You can do this today. Okay. And honestly, any listener that wants to take on this challenge and report back to Dan, not me, report back <laughs> to Dan. Um, uh, the most feet and armpits sniffed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's about so, getting the people for that i'm going to struggle to get the people so do mine count <laughs> this one actually is pretty doable 5600 feet and armpits 5600 yeah i mean come on go to an amusement park spend the day there you got this that should be easy the feet one might be the challenge so that's where you're going to have to take a visit to probably the beach during the summer. Actually, what constitutes a sniff, though, here? Because you, do you know what? The reason I ask is my wife and I were watching something on telly the other day, and it was the most hugs in a minute or something. And they were barely making contact. That's the thing. Do you know what I mean? This guy was basically, these people were just coming. He had his arms out, and they were coming up to him. And it was almost more like chest bumping rather than hugging. So, yeah. Well, given that this is already a record, so they probably made some adjustments so dan you need that nose right okay. up in there i will so we're leaving to nothing to chances here so we will report back what what was the other one all right so this one's going to be for us dan i think we can absolutely do this um is for both of us the fastest marathon dressed as an elf we can do that by christmas so <laughs> or 
we can do, we talked about in the beginning, the fastest time to push an orange one mile with an with our noses. Oh, not with my back. I'm not I'm not gonna be able to get that low. <laughs> and the last one, Dan, I will leave this one up to you. I'll do the orange and everything else, but this one is more up your alley. Most nails hammered with the head in one minute. <laughs> I mean, I've got a, a, a hard head, some people say. Yeah, 20 nails is all you have to beat. Do, only. do you know what I want to do? I actually think, joking aside, I think you and I, we link up in six months or something, and we try to do the we practice and we come back on just to do like a five minute episode to do the uh to be or not to be challenge i'm so down for do that. that let's do that let's if do you're it. listening and you want to take part yeah we will set a date and uh yeah just just let us know and send it in but yeah i think i think we should do that winner takes all i'm down busting <laughs> up my track suit i'm gonna be training dan you don't know what you're in for a, a rocky montage of you holding shakespeare <laughs> books and, and things like that do you know what? And there was one thing I did want to say right at the start. Again, I completely forgot because it's the delay gave us a bit of time. I, I think I sent you a screenshot, but did you see the roller coaster ride that somebody had this week in attempting to break a, a world record? No. There was a, I believe it was a chap, spent eight years building an Eiffel Tower made of matchsticks. Only for Guinness to say he used the wrong type of matches. And it no. But then two days later, I've subsequently found two days later, they did relent and they've allowed it to happen. What it was, was he was taking matches and you had to cut the top off, you know, the bit that lights. And then he thought this is actually time consuming. So he wrote to a company online where they then supplied him matches without those bits. But apparently that was against the rules at the time. But yeah, he um he spent eight years to be told no. <laughs> that's horrible. At that point, that's the time I do believe in participation trophies. Give the <laughs> yeah. man something. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I think I am going to try some of the eating ones. I think we should do. We we should definitely try to do something. I think we should come back in six months' time and and we should have a go at something. Did you have anything else, Justin, on, on this topic? I think I have exhausted my my list, Dan. <laughs> well, hopefully, those of you listening, we've encouraged you or inspired you to think, right, what could I do to break a record? Please be safe. So, Justin, thank you as always. It's always a blast when you come on. Thank you again. You are the the man who creates all my thumbnails and artwork and I love each and every one. I don't know. I can't remember which episode it might not have aired yet, but there was an episode I recorded where I said, as and when this podcast finishes, I want to stitch all your thumbnails together for me and have almost like a massive poster on my wall as a memory. So thank you for that. Do you want to um, tell people where they can find you and, or if they, if they want to drop you a line or anything? Yes. So you can check me out wherever you listen to podcasts at The Movie Wire. We just kicked off season three, the 2024 movie season. And you can follow me on all the socials, including a letterbox at Movie Wire Show. And you can check us out at Back to the Balcony on your respected podcast and YouTube. Yeah. And as I said, right at the start, love you and Antonio together. Brilliant. The chemistry and just your your expertise and knowledge on films. Just just brilliant. So, yeah, check those shows out. And as always, thank you for coming on here. It's always, like I said, always a blast. Please be sure to check out 
like I said, I'm not sure when this episode's going out, but in a week or two from now, there'll be another pilot view episode with the, the one and only Justin and myself. And for me, yep, you can get me on all the platforms. Do subscribe to not miss an episode, like and share, let people know. And if you want to drop me a note, you can find me at Casting Views across all social media platforms. Until next time. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and go speak.